and uh, we want to definitely want to pray for him tonight. There are some out tonight because of the uh, reception, uh, but for those that are here, Briggs, would you give everyone one of these ministry buildings? I want to refresh him on that. So, would you give all them? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Thank you, Reverend Bree. Appreciate it. Genesis, book of Genesis, the first chapter. Many times there will be components out of the regular and normal flow of things. And what we have to learn how to do is fully depend on God. Because when God tells us something, even though he's with us, after he tells us about what he's told us, he's not going to baby us. And he's not going to hold our hands to the point where we become or should I say, he become a stumbling block to us. Because sometimes, if God doesn't allow us to take up the torch ourselves, then we use him as an excuse sometimes to fail. Oh yeah, we do. You think about it. I'll pray about it when you know you're supposed to be being about it. See, a lot of times we allow God to become the wrong aspect of himself to us because we become dependent on him in an unrighteous way. Because we use him in a way that's not prudent and that's not in coordinates with the way his will is in us. So we put God's name on it, <clears throat> but God don't be in it. Anything that God has his name on in your life will produce fruit, no matter what it is. Wisdom is justified by her children. Point blank. There's always something that's going to be produced from the wisdom that's being given out to mankind from God. If it's God. If it's God. Now, this team of people has reached a place in God. And I'm going to set the stage from Genesis tonight because God is going is, is, is in the midst and in the process of taking us now into another area of him. And we'll know more about it tomorrow. But I'm going to set the stage tonight. And tonight is, is a deep message and tomorrow is too. And God has us in a place of death. He really does. God has us at a place where <clears throat> people can go in and where they're supposed to be in surgery and in the hospital for seven days, they get out in three days because with no pain. Now, we, pr you see, we pray for that. 
God has us at a place where my wife coughing chronically, but we prayed for it as a team, not as one, but as a unit. Now, the coughs, you see, 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 God has us in a place. And see, we have to realize where we are, and I'm so glad to have you back. <laughs> I, I am so glad felt like a part of my body was missing while you was away. But God has us at a place where whatever it is that we have, God is giving. We got a letter from Haiti yesterday. Was it yesterday? God hasn't told us what to do with that yet, but we, we've done work over in Haiti for several years, over a decade. We're going to wait and see what God say about that. Because I ain't doing nothing if God don't release me to do it. I don't know about nobody else. But I'm not, I'm not doing nothing until I hear God say, go for it. Because I know that when I hear him say, go for it, that means that he already done prepared the way. All I got to do is walk. And I see, see his mouth open back there, so God must be done. Hit her with something, too. But... More will be revealed as so. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna get deep in a minute. But I'm I'm just wanting to I, Wednesday when Brenda was speaking and the Lord came upon me and she said that more will be revealed and more will be revealed about God's glory tomorrow. But I've been excited all week long about coming to the house of the assembly of God and giving God's people a revelatory word from him. I've been excited about that. It seemed like we've been away for a long time or something. But, and then today when I woke up, it just seemed like every, and I bet I ain't the only one, but it seemed like everything just irritated me. And I bet you I ain't been the only one like that. It just seemed like every little thing just, you know. That's why I know God is on the move. See, see, we struck first blood and, and see all the only thing the enemy can do is irritate us a little. He said. But now if we weren't in that place of protection with him now and he wasn't lifting up that standard for us, that which seems to be irritable would be devastating. But it just amazed me that God would is hearing our prayers the way that he's hearing them and doing what he's doing. And he's about to do some greater things than before for us. And that's what we're going to deal with tonight about the beginning of creation. You see, when God, while he was creating the heaven and the earth, God was pre-creating man at the same time. His father. His father. That's all he had to do. Because you, like I said before, everything has a blueprint first. Everything. Before it's made manifest. <clears throat> in the book of Genesis says, in the beginning. That word in beginning in Hebrew means bereshit. B-E-R-E-S-H-I-T-H. It means the beginning. And in the beginning, it says that God, the supreme authority created the heaven, which is the spirit realm, but he also created the earth, which is the manifested realm. But look at verse 2, it says, And the earth was without form. Meaning that it was a place of empty ruin and a wasteland. 
And it was void because of the wasteland and the place of emptiness that it resided in or that resided in it. But then it goes on and it says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That word deep there means water supply. Now we know that God's blessings are the water. We know that from the book of Ezekiel 34, 26, that the showers would be showers of blessings. But the deep represents, you remember Isaiah say the deep calls up the deep? Mm -hmm. Now, the water supply, it says here that darkness, which means obscurity and ignorance, that word darkness means obscurity and ignorance, it says darkness was upon the face of the deep. Obscurity and ignorance was upon the face of the water supply. The supplier of our blessings is God. Obscurity and ignorance will keep you from being able to see who supplies your blessings. And this darkness, being it was upon the face, it meant that it was against. See, obscurity and ignorance is against what God has for you in your life. Because obscurity and ignorance, the darkness don't want you to see the light, which is the water supplier, God himself. But at the same time, look what was happening. Even in the place of darkness, even in the place of obscurity, even in the place of ignorance, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters anyway. But there was something separating the Spirit of God and the waters. Darkness was upon it. So God's Spirit is still Valid, even in our ignorance and in our obscurity, God is still with us. He really is. But see, God doesn't like that darkness and that obscurity and that ignorance that's in us. So, verse 3 says that, and God said, He challenged something. We know that every time God says something, that Something is being challenged. We know that 1 John 1, 5 says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And the Spirit of God moved across or upon the face of the waters which were covered by darkness. You see, he, God's Spirit, wasn't moving against the waters. Because if it had been moving against the waters, it would have been moving against himself. But it was a moving against that which was covering the water, the darkness, the obscurity, the ignorance. So God says, he makes a challenge here. He challenges the darkness. Because he sees it. So he makes a challenge here. He speaks. And he says, let there be light. And there was light. Didn't nothing happen until he spoke it. But when he spoke it, a lot of people think that that's talking about light like this. No. See, God is light. And the first thing that God had to bring on the scene was himself. So when he said, let there be light, being that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all, he steps on the scene of the darkness and he said, let there be me. Because when we get on down here, we'll see the dark, the delight that we know of didn't come to the fourth day. See, God has to present himself first and foremost. 
See, this was the first day, meaning that the first thing that's required is that God shows up in our life before anything can happen worth happening. After all, there was nothing made that was made unless it was made by him. Because there are some things that are made, but they're not made by God. Therefore, they are not made. Otherwise, if it would have said so, that he made all things. And anything that was made, that wasn't made by him, wasn't made. Read the book. John 1, 1. And 1, 2. And down through there, you see. But the, the Bible goes on and it says... Verse 4 in Genesis. And God saw the light. In other words, he saw himself. That it was what? Good. So he divided the light from the darkness. In other words, he divided the ability to know, the ability to see from that which has been keeping you from seeing and been keeping me from seeing the ignorance and the obscurity, the darkness. See, he divided it because if this place is dark, as soon as you cut that light on, the darkness must leave. And it's the same way in our tabernacles. So God saw that the light was good. And he divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day because the light is required in other words god the essence of god is required in our lives so he called the light day and he called the darkness which is the ignorance which is the obscurity which causes adversity in our life he calls it night and the evening because god always sees us in our best state and the morning which is the time of a breakthrough was the first day. So, he takes and he manifests himself in the darkness on the earth. Right. But when he says, let there be light, while he was placing that light of himself on the earth, he was also placing it in a blueprint called man. There's two things going on here. I'm going to prove it to you as we go down through here. At the end of the sixth day, you'll see what God does. So he takes it, and God always sees us in our evening state, our best state. And then, after we do what's required of us in that best state, then what happens is, is God takes us into a place of mourning, which is a place of breakthrough. Does not the light dawn on a new day in the morning? Tomorrow, the light will come again in the morning, right? If we live to see it, right? So, what he's saying is that tomorrow, which is your next season, there's going to be another breakthrough early in the morning. But you see, the breakthrough can't come until the evening has passed. In other words, you've got to do what's necessary to be done on this level before you can go into the next. That's why church folk ain't getting nowhere. They're going round and round and round in circles, hooping and hopping, and they still don't get it. And they hate us because we do get it. And because we won't be a part of that. That's exactly what it is, insanity. A dog chases tail, he'll get dizzy every time. Round and around we go. Same old thing. So, we go to Kentucky, we do what we're supposed to do. We finish our evening in this season that we were in. Now God is about to do a greater thing. There's a breakthrough coming, you see. So now, I've got to set the stage where you'll understand where we are when this word comes forth tomorrow morning if I live to bring it. God says, 
verse 6. He challenges something else. Now God challenges because God said, let there be a firmament. Now this firmament is a covenant because it's the second day we're dealing with here now. And the word firmament means to pound the earth with his creative power. So this firmament really is giving us and placing us into a covenant with who and what God is. That's what it's called. Notice that the firmament is in heaven. It's talking about the spirit realm. Notice that it's on the second day. We always know that the second day means a covenant, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to have two to enter into a contract or a covenant, same thing. Got to be at least two parties here now. So this word said that God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Or in the, that word water there means spring of blessings. Like John 4, 14 said when Jesus was speaking to that woman from where? Samaria or wherever she was from. And he said, look here, if you drink of this water, you won't thirst again. But if you drink of this, you'll know that it'll be like in you a well of water springing up into what? Everlasting life. You see, God separated the blessing. He kept some up top. Kept some down low. He did. Don't every good and perfect gift come from above, but sometimes the spiritual blessings are spiritual and sometimes they're physical. He set some high, he set some low for you to deal here, but at the same time be blessed here. Now you can run around here like a poor dog can't wag his own tail if you want to like church folk do. But the power of God won't allow that to be. The power of God is authorized and commanded to bless you. And can't nobody else take that from you. Balaam or nobody else. Balaam say, look, I've been commanded to bless and I can't reverse it. So ain't, ain't, you know, you ain't talking to me about it because God done blessed these folk and ain't nothing you can do about it. But keep your mouth shut. That's all they can do. Because it still ain't about numbers. It's all about God. So, he sets up this firmament in the midst of the blessings of God, the, 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 the spring of blessings, the waters, and he let it divide the waters from the waters, the spiritual blessings from the physical blessings. But did you not know that even in the spiritual or the physical blessings, the Spirit of God is still over it? Did you not know that? Let me show you that in a minute. So he goes on in verse 7 and says, God made, and God made the firmament, which is that spiritual covenant between man and him. And divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. So what God did was, God, when he divided the waters and made the firmament, which is the contract with man, see, he took that firmament, that covenant, and placed it in that blueprint called man. Because why he's doing it over here? He's doing it in the spirit, the heavenly realm, over here, within his butt, bull, bosom. See, all this is going on. What he's placing over here is in his bosom. He's creating man within himself. That's what God is doing. God's going to blow him out here in a minute, but not yet. Didn't he breathe him out? So God, he takes verse 8 and said, and God called the firmament heaven because the firmament represents the spirit realm. That's the covenant. See, you can't be in covenant with God unless you're in the spirit. You can't commune with God unless you're in the spirit. 
because God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Though they're commune with him. That's all he's saying. You got to, you got to do it in the spirit. So he, 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 God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day, because that's when the covenant came forth. But something happened here. And I bet you no preacher has ever taught you this. Watch verse 2. I mean, watch the second day. On the first day, it was good. On the third day, it was good. On the fourth day, it was good. On the fifth day, it was good. On the sixth day, it was very good. But on the second day, there is no record of the word good. Why? Because... God knew that man was going to break the covenant and that ain't a good thing. Now you check the scripture. And if you can find good up in there, then you tell me on the second day. I'm talking about on the second day now. The day that the covenant, the firmament, was made. Is it good? Now, verse 9. So God said, there you begin. He's challenging something else. Now he's challenging the waters. He's challenging the waters, he said. And God said, let the waters under the heaven, under the spirit realm, be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. So what God did was, he allowed, he separated the water from the earth. Call one earth, one sea, dry land and seas, right? But at the same time, he took and he took those blessings that were down below and he placed them in a blueprint called man. That's why you call those things out that aren't as though they were. Because they're already there. Y'all getting this? Because this powerful stuff here. See, y'all already doing it. One of these days you're going to figure out, this is working. Yeah, it is working all around you. That's why you got to be careful. You can't get haughty with it. Stay humble. You can't think you're better than nobody else because God's doing it this way. You got you to watch that too, you know. You got to be careful now. It's Stay low. Stay low. And have mercy on those that don't know. Just pray for them. So he says, He gathered the waters into one place, verse 9. But then he said, Let the dry land appear. You know what the dry land means? God, that the dry land means confused and disappointed. See, God wanted to reveal what disappointment and confusion was when you take away the blessings of God from it. See, he separated it down low where you could see. See, you got to have something to measure this thing by. See, if it's all time good for you, see, you won't be measured too well. See, you got to have something to measure this thing by called life. So you can make the right decision. Do I want this, the, the, the blessings that have been placed in what we call the seeds, which is the spirit realm? Because he called them seeds. We're going to get to that in the next verse. Or do I want the disappointment and the confusion that the dry land comes? Ain't nothing going to grow in the dry land, sis. Nothing but disappointment, thorns and thistles. That's a cursed ground. Verse 10. And God called the dry land, what? Earth. Because, see, that's what happens when we get involved in this earthly stuff. We become confused and disappointed. Oh, I know I'm in the right house. I, I, I know I'm in the right house. You might not catch all of it, but there's going to be some things you'll catch along the way. 
You won't be able to catch it all, but you will as by and by. But he says, and the gathering together of the waters, verse 10, he called them what? Seas, because the seas represent spirituality. See, but remember what I told you, that the blessings down low are still guided and still authorized and still uh, 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 commanded by the spirit realm? They are. Every blessing that comes from above comes with instruction. So God gives us the blessing, then we start acting a fool and don't go by the instructions. So what happens? We wind up with what's supposed to be in the sea on dry land. Now we do. Am I making sense up in here? Or better yet, is God making sense to you? <laughs> So, so here the book says in verse 11, God says again. He said, let the earth. Mm -hmm. In other words, let forth that which is confused and that which uh, is disappointing. Let the earth bring forth what? Grass, which represents new truth. So you know why he's doing it over here now? He doesn't place, he's placing these new truths in a blueprint in his bosom called man. Called man is built in with everything he needs. All you got to do is discover it. We've been in church too long, ain't we? We've been, I'm telling you, we've been in church too long. It's time to come out of there. Come out of Babylon. God is taking us higher now. And we don't go forward like this say unless we're going up. If we ain't going up as we go forward, then we just, we just like Israel. We get to the borders of Kadesh Barnea, and then we're scared to go in. We go back through the wilderness, looking crazy, round and round, round and round. Now, the Bible says that not only does he bring forth on the earth grass, but herbs yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. That word fruit tree means reward. God got a reward for all of us because we're those trees of righteousness and we are the ones who bear these fruits. See, God has, he does. He has a reward for all of us. God has a reward for man. If man tap in to what's in God's bosom, where he came from. And the Bible said, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And he said, and the earth brought forth grass, true, herb yielding and seed after his own kind, and tree yielding fruit, mm -hmm. which is a reward. Whose seed is in itself. See, God's going to give you a reward after his own kind. Mm -hmm. He will. See, whatever you sow, God's going to give you a reward back of that kind. See, the seed got to give back. Well, see, every seed has its own body, the Bible says, Corinthians. If you sow love, you'll reap it. If you sow money, you'll reap that. But you got to do it in the right power of the Spirit. See, you can't play games with us. You got to be real with this thing, see. You got to be pure. It takes a clean hand. The Bible says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Those that got clean hands and a pure heart. Good God. Who have, who, 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 who have not been speaking with vanity out of their mouth. Hmm? Hmm? Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Mm -hmm. Got to be clean and pure. And whatsoever you ask in Jesus' name, it's coming. It's coming. And can't no demons in hell stop it. Don't ever look at numbers. Don't ever measure yourself by nobody else. God. That's the one. That's the only one. And while the others want to be miserable, let it be. Be miserable. But I'm not going to be miserable with you. I'm not. Because I got sense enough to get here to the house of the Lord and hear what my God has to say about me. Not about somebody else, but about me. 
Verse 12 says, and the earth brought it forth. And then he says in verse 12 that it was good on the third day. God saw. It was good. God said, God saw. <laughs> and the evening, uh-huh. And the morning, what a what? Third day means resurrection. Wasn't something growing? When the grass grow, ain't something growing? It's growing, ain't it? Coming up. Out of where? Out of confusion and disappointment. That's where the truth and all this good stuff come from. That's where your reward is coming from. Out of what you're going through. That's why I say, count it all joy. Jesus, all these things work for the good of those who love the Lord, who've been called according to his purpose. The book of Romans, right? So God wants us to know about this light affliction, which is only for a what? Moment. Can it be compared? Ain't it to be spoken of? Ain't it to be compared? With the eternal way of glory that's to be found in us. This light of fiction. Now we're going to deal with this folk day. And God said, he challenged something. He said, let there be light. I thought he already done said, let there be light. See, you see the difference? There's a difference in the light. Now, the light ain't spiritual. The light is physical. He's talking about now sun, the moon, and the stars, which are in the second heaven. Three heavens. First heaven, the realm of the atmosphere, where the powers of Satan are. Second heaven, the realm of the stars. Third heaven, the realm of the throne. throne. You got it? Paul went up to the third heaven, the realm of the throne. Got it? Verse 14 said, he said, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament, uh-huh, in the, in the contract, in the covenant of the heaven, which is the spirit realm, to divide the day from the night. To divide what's required of you from the adversity that attacks you to try to keep us from doing what's required of us. If they had known, the princesses of this world had known, they would never have to kill Jesus, the Bible says, you see. See, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. So he divides that thing. And, and he said, and let them be as signs. What? Let the lights in the firmament, let them be as signs or evidence. And for seasons which are appointed times, very good for us to assemble ourselves together. <laughs> what are we doing right now? And for days and years which are spiritual changes. Let me go back through that again because y'all seem a little blank on it. Ran a lot at you over there, didn't you? Let's go back through it again. God said, let there be lights in the firmament. In other words, God wants to give us the realization of the covenant that we have with him through the lights of the spirit realm. To divide the day from the night. And God wants to us to know. He, want, he, he wants us to understand. That they are there. To be for signs or evidence. And for appointed time of assembly. Which are for seasons. And for days and years. Which are spiritual changes. So you see this light. That we have. Of the knowledge of the covenant of God. That he has placed in us is there for us to assemble ourselves together until our change comes. Spiritual change. 
Oh, you just thought, he, well, God created the frogs on such and such a day. No, this is all about us. Because everything he did over here in manifestation, he placed it in a blueprint called man within his bosom. Because he's seeking to breathe it all out in a minute. See, this whole thing that's been created was created for us. To be compatible to us. So everything that's out here is compatible to what's inside of us. So when you see the tree, you see yourself because you're trees of righteousness. See, he puts the, the, the lights in, in, in the sky, the sun, for you to remember God's love for us, the light of God's love, the moon, so that you can remember to have faith in that which you believe in because the moon gets his light from the love of God. You see, it shines on the star, which represents being able to penetrate the spirit realm. That's what the stars are for. They are reminders. All of this stuff that's outside of us is inside of us also. So, God goes on in verse 15, and he said, And let them be for the lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the what? Upon... Confusion and disappointment. Mm. The earth. Remember what the earth was? You see, that's why he gave you the light of love, the sun. That's why he gave you faith in him, the moon. Remember the woman in Revelation? She stands on the moon. She's clothed in the sun. The love of God. The church is clothed in the love of God. She's standing on the rock, the faith of God. In Christ Jesus, she got 12 crowns on her head. I mean, uh, what are these stars? Which represents God's divine purpose in man is through the church. And she's about to have a little baby. Call her man child. So verse 15 says, And let them be for the lights in the firmament of the heaven, the spirit realm, to give light upon the earth. And there we go. See, God wants to shed some light on our disappointment and our confusion. Verse 16 says, And God made two great light. The greater light to rule the day. That's the sun. He wants us to realize that it's required. They means it's required that we love one another. It's a requirement. And he made what we call the lesser light to rule by night. During that time of adversity, don't our faith, don't, ain't that when we need our faith the most? When we look in the refrigerator and ain't nothing in oh Lord, I need some faith now. Because they're looking kind of crazy up in there. Huh? Now it ain't been like that in a while for the old dog, but I ain't saying it can't be like that again because I do remember time. So don't play on me now. You can't get the big britches. Because God will flatten you and let you know right quick I can wipe you out in a heartbeat. So the higher you go, the more hungry you become. And always be willing to help somebody. That's what I do. I'll come out pretty good that way too. I'll come out pretty good that way. When God speaks to my heart, I ain't no debate. I found myself going in my back pocket more this week than I ever have in a long time. But God speaks, I go. I ain't worried about it. You got to do what you got to do. I just got to trust God. That's all I know to do. But I dare not negotiate with him when he done told me what to do. Over some kibbles and some bits. The devil is a spanking lot. I ain't gonna do that. Lose my blessing. Cause I don't know where down the road I might need somebody to give me a drink of water. And that person will be the one to remember how God blessed them through me. And they'd be the one to give me that drink of water. See, it ain't always got to be something great big, man. 
It's just got to be something that's got some love in it. Verse 17 said, And God set them in the firmament, spirit realm, the covenant of the heaven, to give light upon the earth. That's what he did for. And to rule the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was what? That ain't where it is again. But I'm still looking for good in the second day. I still haven't found it. If y'all, when you find it, let me know. I said, when you find it. And the evening and the morning was the fourth day. Now look what he does now. Verse 20. He says, and God said, there he is again. Challenging something. He said, let the waters, he's challenging these waters, these blessings. He's challenging them. He said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the living creature. Now the living creature is abundant life. John 10, 10 say the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give you life and that you might have it more abundantly. So he took those blessings and he placed abundant life in it. So does not the blessings of God give you abundant life? More than just life? Huh? Come on, y'all. So he takes, and all this is going on where? In the sea, spirit realm, right? Because that's where the moving creature is coming from. He's talking about the ones down low. He said, and not only that, he said, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life. That means abundant life. We've already dealt with that. And he also said, and the fowl, which are your spiritual thoughts. Catch it now. The fowl that may fly above your confusion and your disappointment. You see the earth now. The words say, the fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the spirit realm called heaven. Does not Colossians 3, 2 say, set your affections on things above. In other words, set your thoughts on things above and not on things on earth. Where the fire flying at? Above the earth, it says. As long as you flying down low, you'll be, you, you be eating worms. You will. Well, when you see a bird scratching, what? A worm or a bug or something. <laughs> as long as you, as long as you let the devil press you down and won't let your thoughts rise like the fire. I told you, everything he made, he put in a blueprint called man. The fire of the air represents those spiritual thoughts that can fly in the open heaven and get a revelation from God. You think you can get a revelation from God if you down low eating worms? You'll be looking crazy and stupid as a mule. And church folk good at that. Beating their head all up against a wall and broke his two left foot. It don't have to be like that. Oh, it don't have to be like that. All you got to do is disengage your own self-will and engage God's will in your life. It's all, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And I guarantee you, God always has somebody there for you. See, you ain't got to have, if you got God, you do have. See, that's what people don't believe, they don't understand it. You don't have to have, all you need is God. If God, let God go to work in your life for you, you quit trying to do it and let God do it. And then you won't have to worry about trying to work a thousand hours in a week to get some old, some, some old man unmade and sent from China. And it'll probably kill you because it's got tainted paint on it. Take a little time for God. That's what I'm saying. See, some of us ain't got sense enough to just slow down and take it easy.
I'm going I'm, I'm to use sis for a second, just, just a little bit. I can go visit sis. She be in her office. And sis would drop it and start talking about the Lord. He couldn't care less about business. They put him on hold. And start talking about the Lord. And she ain't Mr. B. Because God ain't going to let her Mr. B. Because she respect God. She know that God is more important than anything that can be coming across a computer. I'll get to it. But right now, I just want to commune with the Lord a little bit. So don't, don't, don't tell me that it can't be done now. Because it can be done now. Yeah, it can be done. People ain't got time to do it. Yeah, you do. You a liar. You don't want to do it. Now you want to do it your way. Now you done took the blessing, you done took him out of the sea and put him on the dry land. Now you're disappointed and confused again. Now you're looking crazy and you're back there in the crazy chair again, you know. That, that's, that's the crazy chair you're in, Jay. But it's okay. I know you got it going on. You okay. You all right. But that's the one we use for them crazy folks when they come up in after they got beat down because they were hard-headed. I put it over here. <laughs> Crazy children. And I be looking at them. I look up there at them. I know who they be. And they know it too. And you see them squirming. I hope you don't call me out. You don't call yourself out. Amen. We caught you and you came through the door. We did. We felt you. Mm -hmm. We knew when you went wrong and where you went wrong. It ain't the fact that you went wrong. It's the fact that you stayed wrong. So, verse 21 says, And God created great quails and every living creature that moved, which the water brought forth abundantly. See, that's what the blessings of God will do. It'll bring forth abundant life for you. After that kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was what? And he placed it in a blueprint called man. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful. Now look what he does here. Watch God. God blessed them, saying, same thing he did to man. After man was on that side, after he came out of his bosom, he's doing on that side. That's what he's doing. He said, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful. I want you to multiply and fill the waters in the where? In other words, I want you to fill the blessings that are in the spirit realm inside of you. It's all about the spirit. It ain't about the spirit. Them nice cars y'all driving out there, they physical, but they came from the spirit. And as long as you keep them in the sea where they're supposed to be, you'll be all right. But when that thing come up out that sea and get on that dry land in a place where they ain't got no business being, what'll make you laugh and make you cry every time? It'll start breaking down after a fool. All kind of things. You'll, start, you'll find it's hard to pay for. If it's from God, it ain't going to be hard to pay for. I don't care what you say. It ain't going to be hard. It, ain't, it, it just ain't. But look what he said. He said, meet, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas. But this is what I want you to look at. And let fowl. Remember what the fowl are? Those spiritual thoughts. Let them multiply. Well, the earth is that confusion and disappointment. What does God want you to do with your spiritual thoughts? He wants you to allow them to multiply well within that confused place and within that disappointing place in you. Because he wants it to replenish itself. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Now here comes the sixth day. God said the first half of the sixth day, he brings forth animal life on earth. He said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind. 
First it was the waters, the blessing. Now it's the earth. In other words, because, now notice what's happened here now. Notice what God did. God took and said, multiply those files, those spiritual thoughts in your earth, right? In the earth. In other words, you got to have a renewal of the mind. That's, what, that's all he's saying. Now when your mind becomes renewed, look what happened. Stuff started coming out the earth. Out of that place that was confused and disappointed. You know, like some of us were when we came through that door. Amen. It ain't like that no more. Amen. You see, now some stuff growing. Y'all you, catching what I'm trying to say up here? You know, look, look, look what, uh, look what verse 24 says. And God said, let the earth now bring forth the living creature after his kind. First it was the waters. Then he said, now I want you to re I want you to multiply. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. You know, I want you to let these take them file. Let the file of the air be multiplied in the heavenly realm above the earth. Above the earth. Now once you renew that mind, now things can grow from that place of disappointment that ain't disappointing no more. And from that same place of confusion, confusion ain't there no more. Now you can find your way out of that paper sack that was empty and should have been able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you couldn't get out of it. And the paper sack been empty. But you still was confused and disappointed. And you couldn't even get out of it. Anybody ever been there besides me? But now, it don't make no deal whether the sack full you can get through it now. Because everything in the sack now belongs to me. And it's showing up ain't disappointing. Now that I renew my mind. Okay. So God, he takes and he brings, he tells the earth, he commands it, places all this in a blueprint. The creatures after his kind, the cattle, which are the affections, the creepy things, and the beast of the earth, which are the appetites. The word beast are the appetites. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, cattle, all these are the affections. And every, and our appetites. He gives, he's given us appetites for things. And everything, and I'm not just talking about things that we eat with our mouth. I'm talking about things that we desire. It's not wrong to desire things. It's what context is in. That's where the problem comes from. And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. That's the first hand. Now the second hand, God said. Second hand is when he makes man of the sixth day. And God said. That means he challenged it. But now God is unchallenged everything else. Now God's going to challenge himself. He said, let us. Now he's challenging himself. He's challenging those spirits, those seven spirits around the throne that y'all been taught in Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verse 2. Spirit of the Lord, spirit of understanding, knowledge, wisdom, might, counsel, and the fear of the Lord. That's seven of them. That's the Elohim. That's the us. That's the us is, as we back from saying. That's the us is. He said, let us make man. Tell him his own self. And he said, I want us to make him in our image, which is spiritual. And I want us to make him in our likeness, which is eternal and heavenly. That's how we're going to make it. And he placed it in a blueprint called man. And he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. That's the truth of the spirit realm. Over the fowl of the air. That's those spiritual thoughts. He said, I want you to have dominion over all of it. Over the cattle, which are your affection. And over all the earth, which are all them things that disappoint us and confusing us. I want you to have dominion over that. And them creeping things, you know, that's them low riders. That's them things that'll try to get you, ambush you, get you to do things. I want you to have dominion over that, too. So God created man in his image and in his likeness. And, and, and in his own image and in the image of God created him. Male and female created him. Now look at verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was what? Very good. Very good. Before it was all good. Now it's very good. And the evening, best state of man. And the morning, breakthrough. What was the 
Nehemiah 6 then. Verse 7. Just about finished here. Verse 7 in chapter 2, verse 7 says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground. The word dust means the rubbish. That's what it means. We know can't nothing grow in rubbish. Can't nothing grow in dust. So God noticed now. He made the animals out of the earth. But he made man out of the dust of the ground. Now, the rubbish. Because he didn't want nothing to be in man but himself. That's true. Because he was made in the image and the likeness of God, right? Now, look at this word. And the Lord God formed. Did you know that that word formed in the Hebrew original text means to make one bed? What do you do in your bed? You rest. Did you not know that this tabernacle that God made and called man is really the bed of God? Did you not know that we are God's bed? What did God do after man was created? <laughs> now watch what God did. Watch what he did. He formed man. In other words, he made his bed in a thing called man. Out of the dust of the ground, which is the rubbish, nothing. I want nothing in there but me. And he breathed that blueprint that was in his bosom into man. That thing that he had formed called his baby, which he called man. And he Breathe the breath of life into him and into his nostrils, and at that time, man became a living soul. Man did. Did you know that that word "man became a living soul"? Do you know what took place there? That word means that when God breathed all of that blueprint from them all them days, when He breathed. Into man, man became a living soul. That means that man began a journey with God. Psalm 78, 72, and I'm close. In reference to David being the shepherd over God's people. God said that he, he fed him, God's people, with the integrity of his heart. It takes integrity to lead God's people. Integrity. A lot of preachers done lost. Integrity. They don't have integrity. They become thieves. Rip off on really have. They don't even know it. Did you not know the devil can have you so blinded that you don't even know that you are thinking? The Bible says, let him that steal, steal no more. Psalm 78, 72 says, he fed them with the integrity of his heart. And he guided them with the skillfulness of his hand. So, God breathes the breath of life into man, that blueprint. Man becomes this living soul. He begins a journey with God and in order to accomplish and arrive at the destination of this journey. You've got to be fed by the integrity of God's heart. And you've got to be guided by the skillfulness of God's hand if you want to get to the destination of this journey. Otherwise, many are going to fall and many are falling. It's not a waste of time. Because you see, 
they still trying to do it their way. They haven't cut their wheel loose. And they still saying that it's God that's telling me to do this. But no, it's not. It's you. Because wisdom is justified by her children. And if God ever tells you to do something, you can live. It's going to produce itself. And you'll get to the point where when you speak, people will listen. Not because of you, but because of what's going on inside of you. And God says that he'll sit you in the midst of kings and princes and everything and you'll be there. And when you get there, you'll feel like you belong because you've got something that they need. Don't ever be intimidated by how much money the kings of the world got. You go in with your wealth. It's different from being rich than being wealthy. They're rich, you're wealthy. You go in with your wealth and you will supersede their richness. And they'll listen to what you got to say. And you won't have no power there You'll always be there for you. Integrity. Integrity. Whatever you do, have integrity in everything that you do. Let your word be your bond. Be real with people. Be honest with people. If you bust your head, fine. Oil it up and get up. But be real with people. Because after all, we're just people serving a mighty God. That's all. I rest my case for tonight, but tomorrow you'll understand why we went what we did tonight. Steve, can you get them children seated? God bless y'all, church. Now look, anybody want to stand in the gap? Anybody need prayer? Anybody need prayer?